0: Welcome to Goop Tales, episode 56 I Thinka and the New York Library Lion. I'm Maria Calanchini, and I'm the author of Goop Tales. So, first of all, aren't you glad I produced a Goop Tales so much faster this time? I think it only took me a couple of weeks, and I want to stay on this roll and keep them coming much faster. And you know what I love and what helps me is when you leave me your feedback on iTunes, it always motivates me and keeps me going. So I would love it if you would keep doing that. Now, first of all, let's start off with credit for Ithinka. Ithinka was a username that was created and submitted by Clay. H. And Clay wrote in to me and he said, I have an idea for a goop girl and her name would be I She thinks a lot and has a lot of ideas, but doesn't want to hear other people's thoughts and ideas. I want to tell you about her in case you want to make up a new goop story. Well, thank you, Clay. As a matter of fact, I did make up a new goop story with the goop name, I think So well done. And she is going to the New York City Public Library, this incredible, world-famous library in New York City. And in front of this library, there are two lions that guard it, two giant stone lions. So of course I had to put them in the story, or at least one of them. So in doing my research, I found out that the lions are named Patience and Fortitude. So Patience will have a starring role in this goop tale. So thank you very much for thinking up the idea of I Think Because. I couldn't have done it without you. Um, let's see what else. Thank you again for those of you leaving written reviews on iTunes. I love it. Some recent ones come in from Zaur Zillu. Uh, Margarita and Bonita and, oh, another one, SMP 7374. So thank you all for taking the time to write those. I read every single one. I can't respond to them on iTunes, but I read them. So thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. What else do I want to tell you before? Oh, another very, this is really exciting, is the new website. So my web developer, Tanya, has been hard at work behind the scenes, and we have this really cool new website that's going to be released, not with this podcast, but I'm pretty sure with the next one, which is going to be done pretty fast, too. And on that website, you're going to get to see a map of the world and which goops are where, and you can pick where you want to go in the world so you can listen to that story, and you can also submit your ideas, And you all are giving me so many great ideas. I might even have a voting section on there so you can pick which goop story I should do next. And another thing I'm thinking too is when you submit your idea for a goop name that you can also say what kind of hat you would like this goop to have and what they should be carrying. Because all the goops wear some kind of headgear and almost all of them carry something. So that's going to be super cool that you can do that on the website. So hopefully the next podcast, I'll be able to tell you all about the new website and you can go there and I'll put up the future Goop names and you can vote and submit and everything else. But in the meantime, let's get on with I and the New York Library Lion. I think I had a mind that whirled. Every deep thought gave her hat a twirl. She would always lend a helping hand and was very quick to understand. But when lost in her mind, every request was declined. Chapter 1 Once upon a time, there was an engaging little goop girl named I thinka. I think. Ithinka was an excellent conversationalist because she read so much. She was full of facts and stories that were always entertaining at parties. She listened well and always thought about what others were saying. If ever there was a mess to be cleaned, a cake to be baked, or even just a door to be opened, Ithinka was always the first to lend a helping hand. She loved making others happy. It was only when Ithinka was deep, deep in thought that all of the other goops left her alone. Hello? Hello? Anyone in there? Her mother would laugh and ask as she tapped Ithinka's head. When Ithinka thought deeply, she couldn't hear or see anyone or anything around her. She was in her own little world inside her mind. Everyone knew when Aithinka I was thinking deeply because the little propeller on her hat would start to twirl. I, think I always wore a pink and red striped hat with a little propeller on top. It was her trademark look. Whenever she was having deep thoughts and lost in her own little world, the propeller would start to spin around and around. Every once in a while, one of the other goops would stick a finger in the propeller to get, I think, his attention, and this always infuriated her. She didn't like to be disturbed when she was deep in thought. The one goop who would never do such a thing was Worry Willie. He was Always too busy worrying about something to be concerned about, I thinka's deep thoughts. It was for this reason that I thinka and Worry Willie could spend hours upon hours together and never get tired of each other's company. I thinka would think her deep thoughts undisturbed, and Worry Willie would worry on endlessly about something that really didn't need to be worried over. One very foggy day, I think it decided that she needed to think about books and all the books that she wanted to read. So she grabbed her lucky mechanical pencil and asked Worry Willie if he would like to accompany her to the Goop World Library, where he could worry in silence while she thought about books. He immediately said yes, and off they went. They met at the stone path leading the way to the library. Every stone had a famous quote etched into it, and Ithinka and Worry Willie loved reading them as they approached the library doors. Ithinka looked down at stone number 27 and read aloud, Reading is essential for those who seek to rise above the ordinary. Jim Rohn Oh, I absolutely want to rise above the ordinary. I mean, why not? What an adventure that would be. Don't you think, Worry Willy? She asked with a laugh. (laughs) I think that may be the grandest adventure of all. Let's read, 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 he exclaimed with glee. Worry Willy loved reading because he forgot all about his worries. As Worry Willy stepped foot on stone number 32, he looked down and read aloud. The more that you read, the more things you will know. The more that you learn, the more places you'll go. Dr. Seuss Oh, Willy, that is fabulous. I feel like an adventure is coming on, squealed Ithinka. They hopped along a few stones until I think I stopped and looked down at stone number 41 and slowly read aloud. People can lose their lives in libraries. They ought to be warned. Saul Bellow. Then I think I closed her eyes and didn't move a muscle. She began to think deeply about what she had just read. What did Saul Bellow mean? Was something awful going to happen in the library? I think, uh, I think, uh, come on now. You promised you wouldn't start thinking deeply until we were inside the library. We aren't there yet, said Worry Willie as he looked over at her. I think I didn't move. She didn't bat an eyelash. But the propeller on her hat started to slowly twirl. Oh, no. I will never get her into the library now, thought Worry Willy as he looked around wondering what to do. When he turned back to look at Ithinka, her propeller was spinning faster and faster, faster than he had ever seen it. It was going around and around, creating a wind force. Then Worry Willy watched in awe as Ithinka began to rise up into the sky, powered by her propeller hat. She rose higher and higher until she disappeared into the clouds. Chapter 2 Ithinka's eyes were closed as she floated along through the clouds, Her thoughts were spinning, and so was her propeller. Her deep thoughts were abruptly interrupted by a splatting sound. I think I opened her eyes and looked down to see a giant splat of bird poo on her shoulder. Then she looked around and around, and then down, 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 and realized she was no longer on the ground. As she came out of her deep thought, her propeller quickly slowed down and Ithinka began to descend from the sky. Yikes! She called out to no one in particular as she braced herself for a hard landing. She landed firmly, very firmly, on a concrete step. Ithinka stood up and looked around. In front of her, she saw a busy New York street full of traffic and yellow taxis honking. She stared at it for a second, and then she turned around and looked up at the building in front of her, the New York City Public Library. It was enormous, majestic, and the land of Ithinka's dreams. She gazed up at the three giant arches and stood frozen in awe. I loved libraries. For her, they were the most magical places on earth, and it was unbelievable that she was now standing in front of one of the most famous libraries in the world. As she stared at the New York City Public Library, all of the background noise Faded away, and nothing else existed but Ithinka and the library. She looked to the south and saw Patience, one of the famous marble lions in front of the library. To the north, she saw Fortitude. This was real. She was here in front of the New York City Library. There was nothing left to do but enter this land of dreams. I think I walked over to the locked doors and attempted to push them open. They wouldn't budge. Then she saw a sign with the library hours, 10 a.m. to 7.45 p.m. It was 6 a.m. in New York City. There was no way that I think I could wait for four hours to enter the library. She looked around behind her towards Fifth Avenue and her ears were blasted by the horns and traffic, delivery trucks and buses. She quickly turned back towards the library, and everything went silent again. I think that was in her own little world. She began to twirl around her trusty little mechanical pencil. She carried it with her everywhere, and whenever she had an idea, she wrote it down. The lucky pencil had never failed her. A little thought cloud formed over her head as an idea popped into her mind. Patience caught a glimpse of the thought cloud and turned his marble lion eyes all the way to the side without moving his head. He saw the thought cloud and kept his eyes locked on Ithinka. Ithinka walked up to one of the stone walls surrounding the library doors and primed her lucky pencil. She lifted it to the wall and carefully outlined a small door, just like the large library doors. Then she glanced back at the traffic one final time, turned towards her pencil door, pushed it open, and walked through. All the while, patience was watching Ithinka with his side eye. He had never, ever seen such a thing. Fortitude! He roared in a roar that only the lions could hear. Did you see that? Fortitude just shook his head and ignored Patience. He thought Patience was a big busybody and should mind his own business. This is not permissible. Not on my watch. Roared Patience fortitude ignored. For the first time in over 100 years, patience arose from his post. He regally sauntered over to the little pencil door, put his left front paw on it, and pushed it open. Then he went inside in search of I thinka. Chapter 3 I think I had moved through the library lobby and was headed straight for the main reading room. She stopped to catch her breath as she gazed at what lay in front of her. There were dozens of long tables perfectly aligned with small brass reading lamps atop, a wide walkway. Led down the center of the enormous room, and there were glistening chandeliers hanging the length of the walkway. Staring up at the ceiling, I, think I saw intricate wood carvings and long murals with painted clouds, children reading, and battle scenes. I thinka I was sure she had stepped back in time. This library made her feel like anything could happen, and all she had to do was open a book. She walked over to one of the bookshelves, put her hand up against a red leather-bound book, and then walked the length of the bookshelf, dragging her hand over each book. They felt like magic. Ithinka was waiting to be inspired. She was waiting for that feeling she always got just before she began reading a wonderful story. She wanted a book to pick her. I think of froze in her tracks. Did she just hear a lion roar? She stood still as a statue and listened. She heard the padding of lion feet slowly moving forward on the stone floor. I think it desperately looked around. She was at one end of the reading room and the lion feet were at the other, but they were moving slowly and methodically. Then she heard it again. The lion roared. A roar that echoed back through the entire hall. And as it did, Ithinka rose to her toes. Her head popped just over the top of one of the reading tables. And Patience, The New York Public Library lion froze in his tracks. He saw the propeller on Ithinka's hat, and he knew he had found what he was looking for. A long smile spread across Patience's face as he stared in the direction of Ithinka. I have found you, and you won't escape growled Patience in a low voice. I think a ducked under the table and glanced in Patience's direction. She saw his golden feet at the other end of the room. She knew that Patience could outrun her. There was no point in trying to run away. Patience slowly began to creep down the length of the reading room. Step by step, I think it desperately looked around. There was nowhere, absolutely nowhere, for her to go. As she crouched under the reading table, she came face to face with a row of books. She looked at the spine of the first one she saw and saw the word Socrates. I think I remembered reading about Socrates. He was a great thinker and philosopher that she admired. Maybe he has some advice, she thought to herself as she slid the book from the shelf as quietly as she could. She opened the first page, and there was a quote from Socrates that said, "'To find yourself, think for yourself.'" I I could feel herself shifting into her thinking mode and forgetting about everything around her. She wanted to know what Socrates meant, so she began to block out her surroundings and think over his quote. She sat quietly on the floor and closed her eyes. Find yourself. Think for yourself. She started to ponder his words in her head. But I'm not lost. She thought. I'm in New York. In the New York City Public Library. I know exactly where I am. What does he mean? She drifted further and further into her mind. Then she thought. Was Saul Bellow right? Am I going to lose my life in a library? She thought and thought. She thought about all the books she still wanted to read. Then she thought about Socrates again. She thought that if she had lived in ancient Greece, that she definitely would have been friends with Socrates. He liked to think a lot, just like her. Then Worry Willie popped into her mind. I wonder what Worry Willie would do in a situation like this, she asked herself. He would just worry and worry. I'm just going to think and think. think Ithinka was so concentrated on her thoughts that she didn't hear the even paced steps of Patience as she turned the corner and came face to face with Ithinka. She also didn't hear the low growl that Patience let out as she saw Ithinka in the corner, holding a book of Socrates with her eyes closed. (sniffs) Chapter 4 Patience stared at Ithinka and thought to himself, Intruder, I will teach you not to enter the library when it is closed. He had never seen a creature like this before, and he was intrigued. But still, Patience was meant to guard the library, and that is exactly what he would do. Patience took another step closer to Ithinka, as he thought about how easy it would be to swallow her whole. Ithinka didn't hear a thing, she was so deep in thought. I want to find myself, Socrates. I really, really do, she was thinking. By now, Ithinka's propeller had begun to twirl, and the deeper she thought, the faster it went. Patience looked at Ithinka and thought to himself, What an odd little hat that is. He took one step closer. And was getting ready to pounce, when all of a sudden, Ithinka began to rise into the air. She rose high above him and up towards the top of the bookshelves. Patience leapt and stretched his giant paw towards her, trying to grab her. But she was far too far above him now. He watched as she traveled around the library with her eyes closed and deep. In thought. For over a hundred years, Patience had kept the library safe from uninvited intruders, from robbers, from mice, and anyone else that didn't belong. And in all that time, he had done his job successfully. But this time, it was different. He didn't know how to catch Ithinka. There was no way he could climb the stone walls he began to run around the tables and up and down the long walkway in the reading room. He was growing more and more agitated and frustrated. I think it was oblivious to all that was going on below her. Her little propeller floated her up towards the intricate carved ceiling and her eyes were still closed. Then out of sheer frustration, Patience roared his mightiest roar. He roared so loud that all of the little lamps on the reading tables shook. He roared so loud that books started to fall off shelves. He roared so loud that Ithinka was jolted out of her deep thought and opened her eyes. She was discombobulated, not knowing where she was. Ithinka looked around and saw the beautiful ceiling close enough to reach out and touch. And then she looked down and saw Patience standing on the ground far below, roaring up at her with his wide open jaws, just waiting for her to fall. As Ithinka I stared down at him, she began to lose all of her deep thoughts because she had gone straight into fear mode. Panic was overtaking her. And as her deep thinking slowed down, so did the propeller on her head. Ever so slowly, I think started to descend towards Patience, who now had a wide grin on his face. It was inevitable that I think would land straight in his mouth. I think I looked around for help, but she was floating in the air far above the library floor, and there was no one else but Patience. She stared up at the murals on the ceilings so she wouldn't have to look down. And that was when she saw the most calming mural of white, fluffy clouds. They seemed to be beckoning her. I think I saw them move, and then she began to think, That's a mural, a painting. How can it move? Those clouds look so real, so lovely. And as she thought, her propeller began to twirl faster and faster, and I think rose and rose straight up towards the white clouds and away from patients who watched in disgruntlement from below. Perhaps he would not catch her after all. When I think it reached the cloud mural, she stuck her hand up to touch it, and then she disappeared right inside of it. Patient shook his head and sighed (sighs) and walked back out to his post in front of the New York City library where he belonged. Fortitude gave him a little side-eye and shook his head. Ithinka felt herself surrounded by white fluff. She was wrapped in a soft, cozy cloud and floated along until it dropped her on a stone. Ithinka was standing on stone number one, leading into the Goop World Library, and it said, free time is a terrible thing to waste. Read a book. E.A. Bucaneri. I think a smiled to herself and thought, how true this was. Then she hopped along the stones looking for Worry Willie, but he was nowhere to be found. He was about to be smashed by the Split Apple Rock in New Zealand. But that is a tale for another time. Okay, so that is it for this episode of Goop Tales. And I hope you enjoyed coming along on this journey with Ithinka to New York City and the library. Next time, we're going to New Zealand along with Worry Willie. Willie who is another user or listener name that was submitted by one of the gooptails listeners? So a couple things if you want to help support the Gooptails podcast, there is a donate button on the actual website at gooptails.com and there is also a shop where you can buy a gooptails t-shirt that is shop.gooptails.com and you can get a t-shirt with whichever goop you want on it your favorite goop and we've got several different colors and it's the goop on the front and the poem about the goop on the back. So it's double sided. So you just go to shop.gooptales.com to get a T-shirt. Um, I'm picking up my Instagram game. I'm putting the photos on Instagram for each podcast. And when the new website comes out, the new website going to be gorgeous and it's going to have all the photos for every single story when you go to that Goops page at the bottom of the page so you can re-listen to the stories or listen to them for the first time and have the photos lined up there on, the, um, on that page so you can follow along. And let's see, you can go to the contact page at gooptails.com, and that is where you can write to me or you can write me directly. Maria at gooptails.com. I read them all. And finally, if you would leave a review on iTunes, I would so appreciate it. You just have to go to iTunes. And if you don't know how to actually leave the review, I have a photographic tutorial if you go to gooptails.com forward slash reviews. So I would so appreciate it if you did that. So that is it for this time. Oh, one more thing if you don't have the downloadable coloring book for Gooptails, I have a free PDF downloadable coloring book, and you just go to gooptails.com. You can download it and color away while you listen. All right. That's it for this episode, number 56. And I will see you next time in episode 57 with Worry Willie. So until then, make every day a goop day.